Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm TC Fontaine. I'm joined by the essential Wreak Havoc. We're here for our post-show recap, Hell in a Cell 2020. And as always, every time we got the Young Kings Wrestling Sovereign Soundboard. As always, you can find us on most platforms, streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. If you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, you know, we got our resident pay-per-view post-show guest uh, from the Smacking It Raw podcast, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the warden, the HWBIC, that's the head white boy in charge, Ritter over Riddle, Matt Ritter, what is up? What's going on, man? Hey, can you uh, can you play that Sovereign Soundboard one more time? Oh, oh, that has the uh, dragon sword, flute, uh, oh, actually, heck. It's not. It's the uh, no, it's sword from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, shit. Oh, but I, I, gotta I had it, and I, I wanted to do it because <laughs> I've been waiting. I still got excited. Uh, <laughs> hey, check us out on ykwrestling.com to get all your links uh, as well as merch. Uh, my guy Matt over here is rocking the Black Lives Matter T, the NWO inspired, excuse me, T-shirt uh, designed by yours truly. Uh, we got those in uh, in pink for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but uh, those will be up forever. So go ahead and grab you one of those as well, man. How y'all doing tonight? Really good, man. I mean, listen, I, I had a couple people over. We did some predictions. Predictions went well. I cooked two sets of ribs, two different sauces. That came out real good. It was a, and then we had a great pay-per-view. So it was it was a damn good day. X. Yeah, man. That's what's up. I'm good. Just got home last night from South Carolina. Way better weather than up here. But uh, yeah, I'm just chilling Cold today. Cold is coming in. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not you know, you it. didn't have to go all the way to South Carolina to avoid doing predictions or uh, drafts with us, right? Like you could have just stayed home and <laughs> said you weren't feeling well, man. It was all good. You didn't have to run all the way out to South Carolina. Oh man, uh, I would have been down to do it. I know. I know. I just had to give you a hard time. <laughs> hey man, uh, since uh, you know we did not get to do our, our weekly show this past week, uh, I got some quick hits of some things I saw this past week that I just want to want to run through it. Uh, Ali is the hacker. Uh, I, I said it before, uh, and so I was correct on that one. Uh, I told everybody they did not drop the hacker gimmick. He's still around. He's just in retribution. So I assumed it. I was correct. Um, Two, that Elias album comes out tomorrow and it got some slaps on it. It got yeah. some slaps on it. I was Best out here having musical a great performance time. of the week. It, it was, but I'm gonna get to the to the other one in a second because <laughs> uh, we had uh, Alexa Bliss joining the Firefly Funhouse. So I'm yeah. interested in that one. She's a new character. It's a uh, Season premiere Raw. He had a season premiere at the Funhouse. Um, what's what's here on my list? Uh, AEW. We got the Jericho and MJF musical, and that's the greatest segment in AEW history. Matt is giving the thumbs really? down. Me, on the other hand, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Probably because I'm a theater major, so it just stuck with me. 
as just a, a long play. It seemed like a family guy skit, did it not? It, it did. So a lot of people loved it. Um, and I'm not knocking anyone who liked it. I, I've never been the guy who's like, oh, because I don't like that shit, you shouldn't like it either. I was good with it until they did the the Rat Pack knockoff sing-along, and that's where they lost me. That That is just not my brand of cheesy. It just didn't work for me. I was gone after that. But everything up to that, I was good with. The back and forth, the the rare steak and all that. I was good with all that. It was it was the musical part that killed it for me. MJF oh. did the biggest heel move, and he ordered a porterhouse steak well done. <laughs> the only that's, thing that would have been worse we don't do is that. if that's a he'd asked foul. a bottle of ketchup with it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we don't do that. Oh, no. Now, that's a damn shame. That's disrespectful to the cow you killed. Man. Ridiculous. You was about to say something, Reek, and I, I think I'll cut you off. No, I was just gonna be like, listen, we, we know Jericho is over the top. You know, this is just his thing. So I'm I wasn't really shocked by it. Um, but I think you wanted to talk about, you know, people getting on this segment and the oldest segment. We're gonna talk TV about that. <laughs> this this is I, I'm gonna save that for our next weekly show because this All is right. just the 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 post show for Hell in a Cell. I don't want to get too much into that right now. But gotcha. uh Seemed like I made some people mad with that post. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't either. Like, I think, like I said, people take it too seriously. It's This is literally an art form that started out as circuses and carnivals. So it's it's allowed to get goofy. Like the Otis segment I enjoyed. Like it that was hilarious. Me, um, I, it had me thinking of the trial of Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Like 15 years ago. It was basically the same thing. One, like I, I, I popped for Ron Simmons. Yeah. I, I popped for, uh, for Oscar. Eddie. And Teddy Long in the same segment, like the, the same exact yep. segment together, uh, as well as uh, you know, Rey Mysterio was there giving his account because you know he was in the same match. It was it was fine. Hey, shout out to the iPhone because their new recent update they ins- they hard installed a translator app on my phone, and I'm using that for every Oscar promo going forward. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited because oh, the fans of Smackin' and Raw never subscribed to the patreon so i could get myself rosetta stone and learn japanese so now i got to use this iphone app hey it works out well man that's uh that's, that's gonna it's gonna make a difference for my sisters who go to the asian nail shops to get their uh their pedicures done so now y'all can know what they talking shit about y'all that's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, uh, also aw this past week uh phoenix and pentagon it was fired and uh, I think probably for the first time in AEW history, somebody won a match with the Canadian Destroyer. So I appreciated it so much. Uh, we also finally getting Young Bucks versus FTR for the tag title. So that should be good. Uh, Hell in a Cell tonight. Uh, this is my favorite Hell in a Cell pay-per-view ever because the other ones just never really resonated with me. I, I thought there was always one match. Um Cause they do like two hell in the cells typically. And there's always one that did not need to be in a cell ever since they started this pay-per-view. But I think every cell match tonight was worthy of a sale. What do y'all think? I will argue that one of the matches could have been done without the cell. Which one? Roman versus Jay that I quit okay. match. They could yeah. have done everything they did in that match yeah. without the cell being a factor. Uh, but or I'm not mad just make it, it a sale. Yeah. Right. They didn't the really I use quit. it. I do love the fact that all three Hell in a Cell matches were different. 
They were. Yeah. What do you yeah, think I, about her? Well, when they got to like the last one, I'm thinking like, you know, we saw these first two cells. This is going to be tough for them to even find anything close to kind of get it over. But, you know, they they made it work. All these because they're all different stories. So they find a way to, to integrate, you know, what they're trying to do differently, you know. But I mean, overall for the show, I, I was I was feeling it. It didn't, you know, it didn't stay too long, didn't go over too much. And, you know, a little bit of filler here and there, but that's every show. This is one of the, the longer pay-per-views of the year, too. It was, it was three hours exactly. Uh, yeah. So maybe we're back to three-hour pay-per-views again. I don't know. Or maybe it was just this specific type of pay-per-view. You, you got to give a little bit more time for some of these matches to really develop and do their thing. Uh, but let's, let's, let's get it started, man. Uh, first match of the night for the Universal title, that Hell in a Cell I Quit match. Uh, Matt has already uh, really established that uh, he didn't think this one needed to be in a cell necessarily, but I don't think it hurt. I agree with him, though. I don't think it hurt it at all, so that's good. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Jey Uso. Uh, Five stars, man. Five stars for me. This is a great match, uh, great storytelling again. Uh, I, I don't know how they were able to tell a better story than they did at their first match at Clash of Champions, but they did it. Uh, Jay uh, basically threw in the towel to save Jimmy. Same thing as last uh, pay-per-view when the roles are reversed. So uh, his brother saved him. He saves his brother who comes out there, you know, recovering from an ACL surgery and Roman throws him in the guillotine. And Jay's like, man, I quit. Go ahead. Just leave my brother alone. Uh, and they get crowned. Uh, he gets crowned by the wild Samoans. That, that, was, that was powerful. Uh, they crowned him as the head of the table. And uh, I feel like there's a, another head of the table who's the actual head of the table in the family that might have something to say about that. And there's no way that they have not booked him for Mania yet. I really hope they have, because it's, it's a complete and total. Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed all of this. But if you don't pay it off with Roman versus Dwayne, you're, it's a big missed opportunity. I'm not going to say it's a waste, because this has all been good. I don't want to knock it like that. I will say this. This Hell in a Cell match... I'm giving an A, not an A+. The only reason is, and this is just me, and this is just a personal preference and probably a nitpick, and I don't know. I'm in the smacked, <coughs> excuse me, the smacked rock group chat uh, they got going on, and I, not a lot of people agree with me, but I did not need to see Roman Reigns' ugly cry sitting on the floor. I Those crocodile tears. Yeah. They were, but I, I didn't, I don't know. That part, like, him standing up doing it when he sat down, he just like hunched over and he was ugly crying. Like that was just a little too much for me. I didn't need that. But then when he grabbed Jimmy and wrapped him up and all that, like it was all good. Just that one part took me out of it a little bit, man. Uh, Thanksgiving going to be awkward. <laughs> what grade you going to give it? Rico? Man, I'm giving this an a plus. And it, it, for me, it's more so uh, there's, there's not a lot of matches that make you feel that really make you feel what's going on. And that's a credit to the story that they've been telling for the last, what, month and a half or so. Like, these guys, it, it's family, it's personal, it's deep. And Roman has just gotten so... I, I think after tonight, Roman got his doctorate in psychology because that... Yeah, crocodile tears be damned. That was good. And it's like, you know, you know it's bullshit. You know he's going to get him, but you still, like, see... You still react to it when he goes and gets uh, Jimmy in the choke and everything like that. 
and just that story. And then the wild Samoans crowning him at the end, you know, Paul on the outside doing his thing, like always, and, and you know, kind of reigning in his monster, so to speak, all the, the officials coming out trying to stop him. Like there's just such good storytelling. And I mean, Roman has been, Roman might go down as the, the superstar of the year when the year is done, but yeah, this was phenomenal psychology. It was great storytelling. The match didn't need to be in the cell. I saw that one like once they pulled the strap out and everything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. this is an I quit match that you didn't need to sell for, but okay, whatever. Which I think is a it, it it's a handicap of these gimmick pay-per-views because then you feel the need to have to have certain matches in a sale or mm-hmm. have certain matches TLC or have certain matches, you know whatever other gimmick pay-per-views they got, you know, when they had the elimination chamber, they just, you know, throw a whole bunch of people in there without really building to it. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's one thing, but um, do y'all notice how I, I'm sure this has been pointed out before, but do y'all notice the contrast and how Paul Heyman reacts to Roman Reigns versus Brock? Hell yes. Like with Brock, he he like fawns over him. Like he he hypes him up. He's just energized with Roman. He's just like with, with Roman. It's like sick. Roman put a gun to his head. Like yo, come with me. Do what you got to do, or I'm coming to hunt yeah. your whole family down. Right. Yeah. With Roman, he's seen, not heard. That's his big thing. He talks only when Roman lets him talk. And when and if he does talk out of turn, it's like you saw in this match. He's like, yo, shut the hell up. He gonna learn today. <laughs> like, right. yo, Roman, Roman was on something tonight, man. Like this was, this was just a whole side of him that no one's ever seen before, and like it's just it's knocking it all out of the park for me. They they turned me heel with Roman. Like I mean, they yep. turned Roman heel with me rather. Excuse me, uh, because I've always liked Roman Reigns, even when the fans didn't. I, I was always a big fan when he came back doing the Tribal Chief stuff. I was like, this shit hard. I like this, but now it's like, hey, have y'all ever seen Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. I have not. I used to love Walter White. And then <laughs> he slowly just transitioned as that show went on. I just hated him as the show went on. By the when end he of the found show, his gangster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. So once once he hit that that point of no return, I was like, I can't stand this dude. I got that's a question. What, that's what Roman's at with me. Go ahead, Jimmy Uso. As far as I know, Jay was drafted. Jimmy wasn't. Mm-hmm. When he is cleared to wrestle, does he go to Raw with his wife Naomi, or does he stay on SmackDown with Roman and Jay? That's a question. Because I noticed that Zelina and Alistair went to SmackDown, Montez Charlotte Ford Andrade, and Montez Ford and Bianca. So they they set up for later if they do start touring before the next draft to have all the couples together. But Naomi went to Raw. And Jay went to SmackDown. So either they split up the Usos or they split up that couple. What's interesting to me is I can absolutely 100% see an IC title run for Jay after the way he took it to Roman as a single star. But then what do you do with Jimmy? I mean, you probably got to put him with his wife, honestly. I think it's, it's kind of the same thing I, I feel like they're doing with the New Day. Uh, eventually, they'll come back together. But I mean, if you gotta let you know, let the bird fly and do his own thing, you gotta let him fly. I think he he's really stood out. He's taken this opportunity that he would have never gotten, you know, had you know things hadn't aligned perfectly for him. He's taken this opportunity and ran with it. 
more than anybody probably could. You know, some people might be like, ah, oh, nepotism. Nah, not really. He he's he's been doing his thing. We gotta, oh, we gotta yeah, give no. him his respect. They've been working their asses off, and he just an opportunity was presented to him, and he made the most of it. He could have gone out there and he could have flopped easy. We've seen guys do it plenty of times. This is this is definitely not nepotism. This is a here's your opportunity. You've been busting your ass. We have a spot. You can make it work or not, and he made it work. Yeah, absolutely, man. Shout out to Jay Uso. Uh, put on a hell of a performance tonight. Uh, next up on the card, uh, Elias defeats Jeff Hardy via disqualification. Uh, it's a C minus for me. Honestly, could have did this match on Raw Monday night. It would have had the same effect. Uh, you could have did the Elias concert tonight, and it would have made some sense. But I, I get doing the Elias concert to have something big on a season premiere. But nah, yeah, yeah, yeah you book these things out of order. Uh, they're probably going to rematch tomorrow anyway, so you definitely could have did the match tomorrow night. But C-minus for me, it, it, it didn't really move the needle at all. D, I'm not that big on Elias. Jeff Hardy won. No, he did. He lost, he, he lost. by disqualification. He hit him with a guitar. him with a guitar, and he's 40 years old. D, that's all I got to say. 43. But, yeah. I'm going to go D plus in between you two. And I am just going to leave it at that because I, I, I will not be disrespectful on your podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, the Miz defeats Otis to become Mr. Money in the bank. Dude. Uh, I'm giving this a B minus uh, because the Miz won. And uh, y'all know I'm a Miz stand. That's my guy. Ever since Tough Enough, ever since he was on Tough Enough, I wanted him to win. He he was runner up, and I was so disappointed because Dan, like Daniel Pewter, I didn't like him from from the Kurt Angle segment. I didn't <laughs> like him from that moment on. I wanted him to lose, and Miz didn't win. I was upset. Uh, Tucker turns on Otis, and um, I'm you know I'm thinking his motive for it is this this guy's just an embarrassment to himself honestly and i'm trying to protect him uh that wasn't his motive his motive is the typical reason friends in wwe turn on each other uh, he's tired of being the second fiddle uh it's the typical stuff uh but the miz ties cm punk edge and carmella for the most money in the bank reigns so shout out to him man two times what y'all think of this one you want to go first because I got I got some shit to say. So. Oh man, okay, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, we getting a we getting a reek rant from Matt, possibly. Uh-oh. Yeah, nah. So I'm gonna give it a B plus, and it's mainly because that ending legit popped me because you it know, shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, for a while I had that feeling like you know you know the two of them might split, but you know after the draft and everything and everybody a bunch of different teams getting split up and going in separate ways. Everybody's cool. Everybody's all amicable about it. It's like, okay, they're going to be fine. And so it's like at the last minute, he just cracks the shit out of him. The briefcase. I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. All right. It was good to see, you know, Miz in a, you know, a sizable match. Cause it's like, he's been doing tag teams for the last, I don't know how long with Morrison now. So, I mean, if anything, this could be like a catalyst for, you know, them splitting down the line, which I'm all for seeing Morris to get a singles run. And I said probably about two, three years ago, Miz deserved another run as a world champion. I shit all over it. When I've he been was saying it for years. Man. Yeah. 
I, I, I completely shit on it when he was a champion 2010, but he's become, uh, he's, he got me in like 2014, 2015. So he deserves another run, you know, especially now at the stage in his career. So if, if, if this is how we get there at some point in time, so be it. I'm cool. All right. Before before I let Matt speak, I just want to say one more thing about that. Because every time somebody tells me that they did not like the Miz's reign as WWE champion, <laughs> I have to be like, how could you hate it? This man main evented WrestleMania and He's the third won. Wheel. Hold on. He main hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He main evented WrestleMania and won. And the and the hype package he had for his match was with "Hate Me Now." It was. I, look, look, I like the hype you package. Like it? Just I like that the alone. hype package more than I like the match. He was the third wheel. John John Cena had rock all in his mind as he's wrestling is he's wrestling Miz, and then and then to 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 really punctuate that point, Rock shows up when it goes to a, a count out, and says, "Oh, we're gonna restart the match." He drops John Cena so Miz can win the match. He was a third wheel. If they, if Miz had like, even if like he did some flunky shit to win, if he had done that, it would have legitimized it more, and I would have felt better about it. But the fact that he was uh, he, being the champion, you can't be the guy that no one's talking about going into this match. That 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 was my thing. I think I don't think they they went as all in as they they should have with him. Like, if you were really going to put this on him and give him this shine to run with, then you got to, like, really, really push it. Like, I feel like he was trying, but they weren't giving him everything they could on their end. That was just me. All right, Matt. I think uh, we, we're getting, no, a, we're there's, getting there's, a possible regrant no, from Matt. No, not. She, but she, is it does it involve the fact that Otis and Tucker might be feuding when they're on separate brands? See, it was going to. But then you guys waited too long, and I thought about it. So okay, here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go still with play you. it anyway. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a B plus as well. And the only reason I'm giving it a B plus is I kind of wish that it had been somebody more deserving, not more deserving, somebody other than Miz. If they had put it in the hands of someone who hadn't been champion before, who was a heel, who could actually really make something out of this and get that first title run, or let this bring them to that next level and not bring Miz back, even though he's saddled down by John Morrison, I would have been that that's an A plus move right there because now you're putting it on somebody who's never been champion. Who's going to use this to move up to that next spot and do something with it. I mean, I don't know, at least right now, I, obviously I don't see Miz cashing it on Randy Orton. He could, or whoever beats Randy Orton, Definitely don't see him cashing in on Roman Reigns. So I feel like we're still in the same spot that we were when Otis had it because it's just another guy who's in a tag team who has the money in the bank. So I'm going to give it a B plus because the storytelling was good. I enjoyed it. They really got me at the end. I just wish that it had been somebody other than The Miz in that spot. Do you think John Morrison and Miz might feud for the briefcase? John Morrison owes The Miz one from 10 years ago. I am. Uh, I'm also interested to see if the Miz's year starts from today when he won the Money in the Bank, or if it's retroactive back to Money in the Bank, because he has a it year. It starts from today. It starts from today. Yeah, it's, I think it's a new contract. It's a new con, okay. new name on the contract. So I would assume it starts from today, but it'll probably cash in well before then anyway. So they probably um, won't even mention it at all. Now, as you mentioned, the Otis Tucker thing. We're on our way to the one time a year where I am okay 
with interbrand bullshit. So they did this <laughs> right because we are on our way to Survivor Series. So if they use this and make Tucker part of Raw's team and Otis part of SmackDowns and build that feud into that, I'm not going to be mad at it. I can't be mad in the builds of Survivor Series when Survivor Series is built around Grand Warfare. So they did that. Also, I was a little upset by the El Grand Gordo stuff. I didn't mind the courtroom stuff because it was not in arena. It wasn't Otis at the arena when he shouldn't have been there, or Tucker at the arena when he shouldn't have been there, Miz, whatever. The El Grand Gordo stuff, they they did tell that was just me being petty, to be honest with you. Like my me being upset with it. They told the story, he dressed up, there was a whole reason for it. I was just I was so fed up with the brand warfare bullshit that I was like, you just made another excuse. He was a free agent. Who? Free, uh, El Gran Gordo, he was a free agent. He can't appear on the show. Exactly my point. Right you made a bullshit <laughs> excuse to get another guy from SmackDown on Raw for another week. That's that. But it was me being petty because they El, did tell does, the story. El Gran Gordo's never appeared on SmackDown, Matt. He was only on Raw. Bro, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the, we passed the point of logic months ago. Fuck El Gran Gordo. Fuck whatever the fuck Mickey James called herself and fuck Mr. America. Yeah, I agree with the last one. I agree oh, with the last man. one. But 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 Juan Cena is okay. He can stay. <laughs> and uh Uno and Dos. Yeah, El Con- El Conquistadors are okay. Yes. And uh and Calgary Kid as well. Shout out to me. Yeah, no. We're on our way to Survivor Series, so I'm actually good with it. And you would not have got that reaction if you guys hadn't let me sit with it for that two or three minutes that I had to think about it. I would have been, this is just another goddamn reason for them to fucking break the brand bullshit. But yeah, no, so. Well, look, I, I guess we did you a favor because I think, I think this has already done enough damage to you internally. True, I mean, look true. at uh, yeah, he's bald, <laughs> what it's done to me. He man. lost his hair. And it's getting yeah. to you too. I saw you on Twitter like. I, bro, so this is the thing. And, and I, told, I, told, I told Matt this, right? I'm watching SmackDown last night. I got caught up. And I don't know why I thought Cesaro and Shinsuke got drafted to Raw. Because the last time I saw them before this, they were on Raw. So I'm like, okay, I guess they went over in the draft. So now I see them come out here, and I'm like, wait a minute. See, now I'm going to have a Matt rant because I'm like, <laughs> they're not supposed to be here. But then he told me, like, now nah, they got drafted to SmackDown. I'm like, okay, cool. But now I'm confused. Like, they, Nobody knows where anyone much. is because they fucked everything up. Exactly. Like, they're doing too much. So now I got lost in the shuffle. <laughs> so I was really going to get pissed, too. But I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to understand now. I'm not I'm not where you're at yet, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting hey man, real close. What what do I always say? Let things happen. When you you let them happen, you get the explanation. If you react too early, you get mad for no reason. See, they explained the riot squad. That wasn't a good explanation to me. No, that wasn't at all. That was, was bullshit. So that was, that was stupid. I was I was kind of I was like, why? That's stupid. They shouldn't have been there in the first place. No. At some point, we're going to have to have a discussion as to why they brought them back together in the first place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know what they're doing, unless they're going to win the tag titles, which I don't see. I thought it, and then they lost the one match they had. Yep. I don't care. Uh, next up. <laughs> Sasha Banks. <laughs> Defeats. <laughs> Bailey to win. The SmackDown Women's Championship. Shout out to my girl. We out here four times. Four-time champion 
in each champ. Oh, oh, I said it all wrong. Uh, four four championships, one Grand Slam, third woman to do it. Shout out to her, man. Uh, as far as the match goes, it's ten stars for me. That was that was an amazing <laughs> match. Not 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 just because not just because she won. I was gonna give it ten stars anyway because it. I don't know how they do it, but they have better matches with each other every single time. Like, is there a better trilogy in wrestling than than this this one right here? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, there is. Uh, Which one? Austin and the Rock at WrestleMania. Well, see, I have reservations about WrestleMania 17. Really? I do. Uh, I just thought that that match, it, it was drugged out way too long in the end, where it just <laughs> hella, hella chair shots and hella just, it, it was too much. I, I thought they did a little bit too much for that ending, but without the ending, if they would have shaved off maybe three minutes of the bullshit at the end there, it was perfect. It's went on a little bit too long. That's my only reservation I have. So I, I didn't like it as much as the other two matches, but people think that's their best one. I like 19 way better. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna have some deep interview questions for you in a second. No, I wasn't. <laughs> gonna, I wasn't gonna trash on it. I liked it. I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I wasn't gonna trash on it. I just thought it was way too long. That's, I that's still say point. WrestleMania 17 is my favorite WrestleMania. Three matches at WrestleMania between two of the top guys where you have oh, Austin time. as a face yeah. and The Rock as a heel, and then Austin and The Rock kind of both as faces and Austin going heel, and then Austin as a face and Rock as a heel finally getting the win. That's that's my favorite trilogy. That's, that's it for me, so... So I, I think we can all agree there's no better women's trilogy though. So correct, we'll, yes. We'll give them that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. Hey man, this uh the spots in this were were very fire, very creative, things I hadn't seen before. I think they made the most out of the the physical limitations. Uh, because Sasha Banks has a little trouble swinging chairs sometimes. She has a little trouble, you know, getting put through tables. So uh, they they made the most out of it uh, to to kind of hide some of that. Uh. She hit Bailey with a, a Bailey to belly. And it remind I was just watching um The Rock versus Chris Jericho uh at No Mercy in 2001. And Jericho hit him with a rock bottom in the match. And I was like, man, we need more stolen finishers. Cause I feel like there was a lot of stolen finishers in the Attitude Era. A lot of them involved the rock. Jericho hit a people's elbow in the rock in that same match, too, by the way. Uh so we need more stolen finishers, man. Uh we got the Grand Slam boss, and uh, I feel like this is a women's wrestler of the year right here. She's won the tag titles, the Raw Women's, and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Who else did it? Who else? Uh, <laughs> Sasha won. Hey, yeah. Bailey lost. Nope. Oh, wait, yeah, she did. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sasha's the champ. Hey, yeah. Bailey is the champ. Nope. <laughs> she won. Nope. We did. Hey, yeah. We got a grand slam. Hey, yeah. Indeed. What y'all think of the match, man? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, 
I don't know about Sasha, female wrestler of the year, because I have my own personal reservations about that Raw Women's title and how that came about. But that's she won it. There. It's in the record book. She did. It did. I just, I'm not happy about it because, uh, mm-hmm. again, fudging <laughs> the rules to make shit work. Um, exactly. Neither here nor there. This was a great match. The spot that was probably my favorite was the kendo stick stair spot where I really thought Sasha got fucked up. Yeah. Where she got that slingshot into him. Um, the second I time. hated that chair, the uh, the the chair powerbomb spot in the corner. I hated that. Mm-hmm. Really? I just I don't I don't like chairs and, and heads at all. No. I, I okay. Just, yeah. I thought it looked dope as shit. And also, I love that she did the backstabber into the bank statement during the match because she hasn't been doing that lately and to me that was the move was the backstabber into it it wasn't just the submission Mm -hmm. so i love that with the chair too and with the chair um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a a plus it was i mean sasha won her first hell in a cell she's lost every other horsewoman with bailey in hell in a cell now she got that one so and she's the only one to compete against all three and she's the only one to be in uh every match too Mm-hmm. That's also true. I'm giving a plus because they completely outperformed the backstory, or at least not the backstory, the uh, the buildup going into this. Uh, y'all know I've been one for saying for the longest that they should have waited. They should have just let her go off TV and let it simmer out to WrestleMania season. <clears throat> but um, ultimately, uh, my my biggest concern was that you know Sasha's not a good babyface. She's just not. So it's like they could have, she could have stayed a heel, they still could have did this this rivalry, and I would have been fine with that. But you know, uh, for us to now shift the focus to her being sympathetic, it's like it's not believable. So, you know, then it got to the point where she was just the one, the the aggressor throughout the whole what two to three weeks that led up to it. So now it kind of sets you up to think, oh, okay, it's going to be a great match as expected, but then maybe Bailey still pulls it out. Didn't go that way. Good didn't want to see Sasha lose in Hell in a Cell again. And it really, I think they worked themselves into a corner where it was like, I really started to contemplate this thought that if Sasha were to lose, then she would essentially be the gatekeeper of the Four Horsewomen. Meaning she's always going to be that person that puts the next long-term star over. She might win a few titles along the way, but she's never going to have her run to, to go you know, for an extended period of time. So that's my, that was my worry about this. But they went ahead. They pulled the trigger. The match over delivered, and now I, I'll still gladly see this again at WrestleMania. But it's gonna, it's gonna take a whole another notch up. But yeah, A plus for me, hundred percent. Mr. Warden, I gave you my grade. Oh, did you? Plus. Yeah. Ah, oh, you did. I said it was oh, an A plus. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good shit. I just wanted uh, to make sure, man. Yeah, no, you no, know, no. you can't be coming on here being disrespectful. You got to give Sasha that A plus. Feel <laughs> me? This had, this I have this. made every effort to be respectful on the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, regardless of anyone else's opinion about TC on our show. I do my best. Oh, oh, I'm talking about ooh. Jeff. Uh Oh, what? So, so I went <laughs> over, I crossed, I crossed over lines to uh, head over to the Smacking and Raw podcast. And I heard some very scathing words from uh, Sir Cuss a lot, Travis Pointer on the Smack It Around podcast. So I'm just gonna ask this. I was gonna wait, but we're here. Fuck it, why not? Uh, do you Down sir, have Marco, anything? Marco, Marco. Do you have anything to say in response? Oh, 
Um, yeah. Just because, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the listen, you know, I got the numbers anyway. <laughs> Just say, uh, it's going to be like that. I, I can't, I can't listen to Smacking It Raw anymore uh, at all. Won't even get a play out of me. So. Oh, see now. You know, fucked up A.A. Ron. Wait, 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 wait. No, so here's the thing. Here, here's the thing about that. Travis, under the Creation World banner, has three, four other podcasts that he's getting listens on. So you're not really hurting him by taking that listen away. The only person you're hurting is me, because that's my show. And he's so got a kid. He's a father. Raw, then you're hurting me. You're not yeah. hurting Travis. Travis, if Travis wanted to, Travis could say, fuck you, Matt, go find another podcast. He's still got four other to do. So I'm the only one getting hurt by you not listening. So so don't hurt me. Yeah. He's a dad. Come on, man. Because Travis is petty. I've known him. <laughs> I've known him since third grade. He's a petty motherfucker. Don't hurt me because he is petty. Now that's a damn shame. <laughs> I think about it. Oh man. I'll just think about it. Uh next up, uh Bobby Lashley defeats uh Slapjack. Love that name for the U.S. title. Uh, this is a challenge from Mustafa Ali on the kickoff show. He challenged any member of the Hurt Business versus any member of Retribution. Uh, it was a C. I got a C for me. I think it's same thing as uh, Elias and Jeff Hardy. Probably could have did this on Raw, and it would have moved the needle just the same amount. Uh, but I'm glad more people got a, a chance to see Shane Thorne. It's nice. Uh, but they probably don't care because of the storyline. But he's nice. Um Retribution jumps Bobby Lashley after the match, and uh, things are evened up by the Hurt Business. Uh, I need that Shelton Benjamin versus Reckoning match. I've been waiting for years for it. I've been waiting for years for it. It needs to finally happen. Uh, and I don't remember who said this. Uh, it was on one of my podcast cycles a couple weeks ago. Uh, somebody said Retribution, they don't care. If they win at this point, they just want to fuck things up. They've been losing forever anyway. So, like, what does it matter if we lose all the time? That's just my point on it. But anyway, uh, what do y'all think about this match? Uh, it gets an incomplete from me. So, I didn't see the challenge on the pre-show because I was cooking. And I chose this point to go start a load of dishes and load up some food and let the dogs out. And when I came back, it was over. So I did not see a damn thing. I just heard my wife and some friends in the other room say, hey, Bobby Lashley's wrestling slap nuts. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and that was it. Nothing to miss, honestly. I'm, I'm giving a C minus. It was okay match. I feel for Shane Thorne because, you know, he, he didn't get his opportunity the first go around. And now he just looks like a buffoon getting his ass kicked by Bobby Lashley in a group that doesn't have any sort of steam anymore they were built as this monster that was going to fuck up the whole wwe and then they sold out and got contracts and now they're getting their ass kicked every single week by one or several members of the hurt business so uh i i was on the verge of giving it a d but i'm trying to be kind to the guy because i'm being sympathetic uh and I, I said yeah 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 bray wyatt just 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 destroyed yeah that single-handedly that, yeah uh I forgot I forgot to mention that on my, my quick bits earlier. Uh what why? I, I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't understand it. And I I, I only well, reason only reason I didn't want to rant about it is because the promo later on 
uh, from Mustafa Ali made me feel a little bit better, but still, let me no try faith. to make it make sense. A, I would not have been okay with the fiend being taken out by Retribution with the way they were booked up to this point. That but also, Retribution for whatever reason did show up to take out Alexa and the fiend. So all the fiend did was retaliate. They came for him That's first. True. He took them out. And again, I would not want to see T-Bar or Mace or Slap Nuts or Reckoning or Ali beating down the Fiend, especially the way they've been booked. So now the mandible claw through the Bane mask, that's a whole different thing that I'm not okay with, but they came first. So, and I, I don't think this is the first time they've come for Bray Wyatt because I believe there was uh that with Vince, where Vince was in the ring with Bray and Braun and You're Bray right. disappeared. So that's the second time they've come for Bray Wyatt. Hey man, uh before before you get started, Reek, I, I wanna I wanna bounce off of uh, what Magic said about the that table spot. Uh my 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 god Mace need to just stay away from tables. This is the second time he's been put through a table from a universal champion. It's a double on time. <laughs> Go ahead, Reek. Yeah, I, I was going to say more to your point um, about the Reckoning and Selton match. Uh, I didn't see Bound for Glory. I did catch some of the, the highlights of it, though. And if Jordan Grace is any indication, you know, two, two wrestlers that, you know, are established and know what the hell they're doing can actually put on a pretty damn good match. She was in there with like five other dudes and was kicking their ass. So she didn't win, but it looked good. I knew she wasn't gonna win, but let's let's recap Bound for Glory after we're done with this too. Just just because it's, it's one thing that happened on the show, or two things uh, I wanted to point out. Uh, what what grade you get this match, Reek? Uh, C. C. C minus. C minus. Okay. C-. All right. Uh, and in our main event. Uh, for the WWE title, man, Randy Horton defeated Drew McIntyre in a Hell in a Cell. Uh, this one, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a B. Uh, I would have enjoyed it better had this not went on last after Sasha and Bailey, because Sasha and Bailey, that just n- nothing else on that show was going to live up to me for that one. Uh, it was dope. Like I, I enjoyed the uh, they did the, the Seth Dean Ambrose and Seth Dolph Ziggler spot off of the sale probably should retire that because it's that's the third time in the last four years they've done that so uh but it's cool uh we got Migos Orton is back on top hey! shout out to him man uh we getting Fiend and Orton you think we better get Fiend and Orton that's the only reason I wanted Randy Orton to win this goddamn match in the first place was exactly for that it needs to happen he took he never the forgets from Bray at WrestleMania and turned his back on him. The whole arc of the fiend has been to get those who have done him wrong. And I can argue that Randy Orton did him the worst. He infiltrated the family. He broke the family up and then mm-hmm. took away that title. He burned the house, <laughs> burned the house down. So we need it. So and, give it and Bray, uh, Bray had gone through such a, a fucked up phase at that time it seemed like he was getting somewhere he wins the title 
and then drop and the match sucked. So they got to run the match back too. So yeah, just 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 so much that needs to get repaired in that situation. So yeah, we need to see that happen. Just make it happen. I'm giving this match an A. I want to get that out there. I know you're probably going to run back. So I'm going to say some some other stuff you might forget, but I'm giving it an A. So the only way I'd be cool with the Miz winning the title is if he cashes in and beats Randy and the Fiend lets him do it and then destroys Randy afterwards. If it's not about the title, if it's just about Randy and he lets Miz take that away from him and then continues to beat on Randy afterwards, I will be cool with the Miz cashing in and taking it. And that would, that would, I need that. You're right. That's, I can envision that as well. Cause the fiend, I don't think the fiend honestly cares about the belt. Like we saw it when he lost it to Goldberg, he didn't care. He lost it to Roman. He hasn't come back for that just yet. You know, and I'm sure just, you know, we want to make sure Matt doesn't have a heart attack. Probably shouldn't have that happen at all. Uh, Cause that would, that would involve him switching shows. So, <laughs> But that's uh that's good. He doesn't need the belt, and I think if if the the fiend character just realizes like it's not even about that, it, it would make for a lot more compelling television. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Hey man, this I'm match. Giving, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving this probably a B plus. Uh, I this it was for me it was behind the eight ball already because like I said it was there were two cell matches before that over delivered and. For this third one, it was like they told a different story, but there was only so much you could do. And it's like when you go, when you're gonna go get on top of the cell, the idea is we want to see a spot on top of the cell. It's like they just went up there, hit a shovel a couple times, just went back over the top to do a recycled spot from how many other cell matches. So that was just a waste of time. And they didn't even get it on the camera cut. They switched to the wrong camera and they didn't yeah. switch back in time. Yeah, that's that I don't see. Defund Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Randy Orton pulled a lightsaber out of his prison pocket. All right, that. listen. Where did that come from? We have out of his prison pocket. He pulled straight out of his ass. I'm telling you right now, that I man that had that up there the whole time. Pulled that lightsaber out. On top of the fact that Randy Orton winning hopefully sets up this feud with the Fiend. On top of the fact that every don't get me wrong, like I said. The Roman match was fantastic, even though it didn't need the cell. It was great in the cell because that was a first time everything. Sasha and Bailey tore it down and did probably the best match of the night. This gave us everything from a Hell in a Cell match that we did not get in the other two matches. It gave us the off the cell spot. It gave us the on top of the cell stuff. It gave us blood, which we didn't get in the other two matches. As brutal as Roman and Jay was, nobody was bleeding. Drew was laying there coughing up blood. I thought he chewed through his lip because it looked like there was some there was a chunk yeah. of something. I thought something was seriously going on there. So it gave us everything that we didn't get in the other two matches, even though the other two matches over-delivered. So for that reason is why I give it the A. And he had a motherfucking lightsaber on top of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> that confused the hell out of me because I'm like, yo, what are you doing with that? Sith and, Orton, and I, thought, I thought Drew maybe might have had something up his sleeve, but I guess not. No prison pocket for him. But yeah, it was like... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was expecting to do something more from up there, but it, it's whatever. It, it, it did what it needed to do. It got the result that I wanted to see. So I'm, I'm fine with it altogether. 14 time world heavyweight champion, Randall Keith Orton. Got two more. Got two more. He ties John Cena 
and he's high as Ric Flair. Have you guys ever seen those videos where they take like Game of Thrones sword fighting and then they edit in lightsabers? Nah, I, I, I'm not. I have no interest in Game of Thrones, really. Well, they do it for other shows, but that's just. A, oh, yeah. They take sword fighting and other things and they edit in lightsabers and sounds. Now that Sasha's on The Mandalorian, I need a clip of all of her attacks with kendo, with kendo sticks, <laughs> but dubbed over with the lightsaber and the sound effects. Yeah. That's what I want. It was two swords behind you were giving you bunny ears. I don't know if nobody else saw that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, uh, uh shout out to Randy Orton <laughs> on that one. Um, that was hell in a cell. Uh, really good pay-per-view. And I can't wait for Survivor Series. I don't know how they're going to drag out Retribution and Hurt Business for another month. So we're just going to have to grin and bear it. <laughs> it is what it is. You can't do retribution versus hurt business at survivor series because survivor series is supposed to be brand that that's the one time they're supposed to do brand to brand warfare where it's raw versus smackdown i do not want a raw team versus a raw team the one time it's supposed to be raw versus smackdown so end that shit before it do it on raw because you already fucked up the team we don't care End that feud and move on they already have their contracts i do not want to see that at survivor series at all I'm on the opposite end of that one with you. I don't I don't think they should do the brand versus brand this year just because it, it it didn't make sense last year when they did it because the draft happened a month before. It's like these guys haven't really developed any chemistry or loyalty to the brand, so there's probably no need to do it. So if, if they do it this year, I think they should go back to kind of how it was back in the day where you just had, you know, a group of teams. I like when they did random teams or they would have some sort of other uh, – you know, objective on the line. So this one, you know, they've been feuding for a while. It kind of makes perfect sense. And I think that's where they're going, but well, I just don't know how they can drag it out another month. Well, look, last year was the NXT show. It wasn't even so much brand warfare as it was yeah. a takeover by this third brand. Um, and they can't do that again this year. So yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. It's not going to work. It more than likely, it would be, it would be better if they did that to just go back to the traditional thing, the way they did it. But you know they they're they're sticking with it. They're sticking with the concept. And apparently, right, um, this is obviously it doesn't matter now because they switched up. But there was no plan set in stone. But the talk was about doing a McIntyre versus Reigns match, probably in the main event of Survivor Series. But now, no more. Please, the plans changed. Yeah. No I, more. I, what? I, I don't want to see that a fourth time at a fourth pay per view. McIntyre versus Reigns? Oh, you said Reigns. I don't know. Yeah. I heard Randy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, Drew and Roman. Yeah, that's that's cool. Because I, I, I like the the matches they had last year. So. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm actually not with you on that TC. So here's my thing. I actually think they should not do the draft in October when the season starts. But I, I agree. For September, and then as we, uh, I think we talked about it on my show, but I know the concept's been brought up the way they used to have matches and the matches would determine, you know, this person's on SmackDown, this person's on Raw, it's cross-branded matches. And then the winner that that brand gets the draft pick and they get to draft someone. Yeah. So now you're building, brand you're building brand loyalty by having these people compete for their brand to get their brand's draft picks leading into Survivor Series where you've already got some set up feuds that you can then cross over once they're across lines and end at the pay-per-view. 
So I'd bump it back a month to September, do it right before Survivor Series, and then use Survivor Series and the draft as the reason for this restart and the brand of brand warfare. If they're going to keep it, that, that's what I said when I was on the show. Like that, yep. that honestly was the best concept for me. And when they got away from that and they started just doing like this, this weird, like it's the NFL draft and shit like that, and just coming out and announcing picks like that, it takes me out of it. Like there's no, yeah. there's no real excitement into it for me. Yeah, but I guess there's only so much you can do when you're you're running on time. But I think that should probably switch the format up next year just to do it. Yeah, do it how they did it back in the day. You used to get matches you probably would never get. Like we we got we got Eddie Guerrero versus Triple H out of one of those. Right. Never happened before. It had never had a chance to happen again after that. So it's one of those. Uh coming off of Hell in a Cell, uh excuse me, before Hell in a Cell. Uh, we were coming off of Bound for Glory, uh, Impact's WrestleMania. So uh, it was pretty, pretty good show from the little bit of clips I've seen of it. Uh, didn't get to see the whole thing, but let's just run through uh, these right here. We had a, a six-way uh, scramble for the X-Division title. Uh, Rohit Raju retains his title, uh, defeating Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. Uh, I'm tired of my guy Willie Mack losing matches all the time, though. It's kind of... Is that the same Willie Mack that used to be managed by? Was not Rod, not Rodney Mack. Rodney Mack. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, nah, it's Willie Mack. Not the same person. Nah, totally different person. Two two different so, shades. Rodney Mack was light skinned. Willie Mack is is. Well, I only know two people in this match: Jordan Grace and TJP. The rest, all those names, completely foreign. Go check out some Chris Bay matches. I think oh, you enjoy those. Since, since the smacking it raw guy is here. The number one podcast on Pornhub. I, I've been meaning to ask you this question. Uh, full disclosure. We're all men. We all watch porn. D- does Jordan Grace kind of remind you of Brandy Taylor a little bit? You couldn't you couldn't ask him that on his show? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He, the, it's just, he, he's got the show on Pornhub. It's just, it's just a little slight segue. I've been saying it for the longest time. She definitely reminds me of her a little bit. I don't know if you had the same opinion. I just wanted to know. Mm, I, you know what? Give me a second. You talk about the show, and I'll get back to you on that. I got to contemplate that for a second. <laughs> uh, it did. Uh, Rhino uh, wins a call your shot gauntlet match. Uh, the winner can choose any championship of their choice, uh, championship match of their choice, rather. Uh, and also another condition of Rhino winning, Heath gets a full time contract with Impact. Uh, but then I seen something that said he got hurt during the match. So I'm going to have to go see about that. Uh, also in this match, we had, uh, I seen James Storm was one of the entrants. Um, Hornswoggle was also one of the entrants as well. So, yeah. Shout out to James Storm and Hornswoggle. <laughs> those are my so guys. That, that, those were just one-offs. They're not like with them or no more. Uh, I'm assuming, yeah. Because I think James Storm is still signed to NWA. And then yeah, Hornswoggle just makes appearances here and there. Hornswoggle to get them checks. Yeah. Yeah, I had to double check. Brandy Taylor looks like ODB and Jordan Grace did the fusion dance, and it didn't come out right. <laughs> oh, o- ODB from TNA or yes. Old Dirty Bastard? No, ODB from TNA. Okay, just had to clarify. Because it looks like white trash Jordan Grace. That's what she looks like. White trash Jordan Grace. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can see where you see the resemblance. I see it. Yeah, like that was the first thing I thought, like when I started to see her before, I'm like, wait a minute. 
the face looks a little little familiar from the past, you know. But. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Moose defeats EC3, and uh, I did not watch the show, so I don't know if he took back his uh, his TNA World Championship belt. Um, but if he did, he is going to go walk around claiming himself to be TNA champion again. Um, next up, uh, our latest inductee into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, Ken Shamrock. Uh, he was inducted by The Rock. Now, did you think that going into 2020 that you would see The Rock make an appearance on Impact Wrestling Television? Hell no. Or just, just ever in life? No. No. No, I mean, but you know what? You know what's funny too? Um, I, I found that a little interesting because when I watched SmackDown, I just I found Corey Graves to be very disrespectful because who was it they were talking about? Uh oh, the Seth and Buddy match where he said, Oh, there used to be a guy that worked around here that said, Know your role. I'm like, you disrespectful motherfucker. Some guy that used to work here. And then I remember I'm like, wait a minute, tomorrow. He's inducting Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame. I'm like, oh, so we taking dicks now? Is that what it is? I think I think you're reading too much into that one. I don't think it's as deep. I think it's just the fact that they don't want to put those feelers out there just yet. Because like I said, there's no way they don't have him for WrestleMania already. And they just don't want to put that into people's minds to be like, oh, The Rock. And then now people are just going to be talking about it. I will say. They're talking about it already, but just to keep it quiet. To try and pull the trigger on that uh now when you know not a lot of movies are getting made it would be the appropriate time to do it indeed so I, that's just my theory on 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 what you just said just now i don't <laughs> think i don't think it's just because he appeared on impact i'm pretty sure he got permission the fact impact has been name dropped on wwe television so they well, i been. mean look they ain't like they really care about them they don't they, they, they show impact footage on documentaries anyway, so yeah. it's, it's all good. The, just, their, just, their, that, their that relationship just, is good there. That just got me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, he, he defeated, uh, see a bunch of Funko Pops. Just popped up on the screen here. Where did Matt go? Oh, is he doing his picture in picture? His, uh, his no, no, I'm angles. still here. Oh, shit. Working at <laughs> different angles. Got to work them angles. Yeah, I, tell, I told him last time I was on the show, he's like, he got to let Pornhub know he got different angles that he can work, you know? Indeed. Facts. Uh, Ken Shamrock defeated Eddie Edwards. Uh, don't know if I mentioned that or not. Uh, and then for the tag team championships, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns defend their titles in a four-way versus uh, the North, the former champions, the Good Brothers, uh, as well as Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. The North win the championships back and uh, it's only a matter of time before they lose them to the Good Brothers, and the Good Brothers go on to hold the titles for about two years. Uh, next up, uh, Sue Young defeated Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact title. Uh, it was supposed to be Kylie Ray. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I was really looking forward to seeing Kylie Ray win the uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship. I, so I, I, I saw like uh, a post or something like I guess she was hurt or something that she had to pull out of the match. I hope there everything's was... good. There was an independent show called. Uh, did, did she catch COVID from the Joey Janela show? 
No, no, no. I don't think okay. she caught COVID from the Joey Janela show, but there was an independent show that they did, I think, last weekend. And rumor was she got hurt at that show, which is why. But I know a lot of people were mad that they waited until like two minutes before the match to say that she wasn't coming out because a lot of people bought that pay-per-view just to see this match. So card subject to change. That's right. Uh, and then the main event, and uh, this one, it made me feel so good. Uh, Rich Swan uh, is Impact World Champion, uh, defeating Eric Young. This is uh, his first world championship. Uh, shout out to Rich Swan, former cruiserweight champion in WWE. Uh, I met the guy a few years ago. He was hella cool. Uh, he's the second black uh, Impact champion behind Bobby Lashley. So that was about 2016 since that one. So wait, wait, wait. I'm not familiar with Impact. I, I've sat down. I've tried to watch some episodes. It just it doesn't do it for me. But you, earlier you said EC3 and Moose had a match. Yeah. And you asked if Moose got back the Impact champion. Yeah. There's, uh, the, I'll say. I guess uh, there's two. I'm gonna I'm gonna give some context here. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, when uh, she who shall not be named was Impact champion, uh, <laughs> she was stuck in Mexico uh, due to COVID. And so they didn't have a champion and um, she wasn't able to compete at one of those pay-per-views. Can't remember which show it was. It was a pay-per-view. Uh, she couldn't compete at it. And so uh, they had the main event she was supposed to be in. Her opponent comes down. Uh, I'm not going to say his name either because he was involved in the speaking out. Um, but he comes down and he's like, well, she's not here. Just crown me as champion right now. It's a forfeit. And then Moose comes out and Moose has the TNA championship, the the old TNA championship, and he's claiming himself as a champion. Uh, the championship is not sanctioned, so it's not even a real title. There's no actual lineage being passed. He just has the original belt, okay. and he walks yeah. around calling himself the actual world champion. So he's like yeah. uh, Brian Cage over on AEW. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, basically. Like, okay. It's just like the the, the vintage. Because I was like, belt. you just said that. And I was wondering yeah. why you talked about the heavyweight title match between EC3 and Moose, which sounds like a heavyweight title match early on in the show. And then, don't get me wrong, Eric Young's great. WWE did them wrong. Same thing with Rich Swan. Like, I, I, I'm a little upset that they let that guy go. He was talented as shit. He had a good thing going. Um, but hearing Eric Young versus Rich Swan was not what I thought the main event of a pay-per-view for heavyweight title was going to be. Well, if you don't watch impact, it's been built up very well. Yeah. Uh, earlier in January, uh, Rich Swan had got hurt. Uh, I think he broke his ankle or something. Uh, he came back at Slammiversary and uh, Eric Young kayfabe took out his knee uh, in the world title match. And Eric Young ended up winning the title in that match. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't. He he won it from Eddie Edwards uh, the same day that Finn Balor beat Adam Cole for the title. That same night, and uh, yeah, probably why I didn't hear about it. Cause... Yeah, so he he won the title from Eddie Edwards on an episode of Impact, and, and then him and Rich Swan had just been feuding. Uh, Rich Swan has been uh, in kayfabe recovery from being taken out uh, by Eric Young, and uh, it's it's been built up pretty well, uh, but era. Yeah, Eric Young was was okay. Uh, Rich Swan is Impact Champion. Uh, his wife Sue Young is uh, the Knockouts Champion, so that's pretty cool. Shout out to them. 
Uh, speaking Ooh. of uh, husband and wife championship combos this Wednesday, we have uh, Halloween Havoc. So let's let's predict these title matches, man. Who who's gonna win? Who y'all got winning? <laughs> oh man, Matt looks a little stressed. What happened? Oh, I'm not stressed. I'm excited. Listen. Uh, okay. <laughs> growing up, I was always Lita. I was never Trish or Tori or Stacy. I, I didn't do the typical white girl blonde thing. Mm-hmm. I was always Lita. The thong poking out, the tattoo, that that was my thing. As a 33-year-old married man who doesn't fantasize about other woman, women, uh, Shotzi Blackheart is my favorite professional wrestler right now. So her, or female professional wrestler right now for NXT, her hosting the show, I'm very excited for. Them bringing back Halloween Havoc, I'm very excited for. Spin the wheel, make the deal coming back. I'm very excited for. As long as she doesn't talk like William Shatner, like she did. When oh, she yeah. Spin the wheel, make yeah, the deal. That, that killed it for me, honestly. I was like, why is she talking like that? Like, you, you was going good. You was on the right track. And you just, like, these pauses and stuff. Like, I need more good. Elvira and less of whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> just keep it there and you're good. Um, I think I think it's going to happen. You know, the, the couple, power couple winning the belts, I think, honestly, it's going to happen. Um, for me, EO has run that that course. She's had a decent enough run. And I was one for saying, as soon as they turn Candice, I'm like, that that's the end game for her. She's going to win the title because this has done more for her than it's done for Johnny. Like, you you see, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a refreshing feel to have Johnny as a heel, you know, when you need a, a lot more and you don't have a lot. But it's refreshing to do that, but he's not the center of attention in this 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 group, the two of them together. It's all about Candace. So, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't do it at TakeOver 31. I thought they would. But, you know, if you're going to run it back at Halloween Havoc, you might as well just pull the trigger and make it happen. Uh, when it comes to Johnny and Priest, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Priest as a face, I've said this before, it doesn't do it for me. He's better as a heel. He's not bad. It's just... It's kind of the same elements I have with Sasha. It's like it's for him, for me, it's more natural seeing him as a heel. Uh, he makes it work, and it's like you know, having him as champion was good. It was a nice, refreshing feel. But, um, you know, Johnny never got a fair shake with any of his title runs. I mean, he, the, the tag team titles was like the longest he held the championship in NXT. You know, he won the, the North American title, he had it for like I don't even know how long it was just. Like a, a month, maybe two. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, he had but, it for um, uh, four days, actually. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, but he he didn't lose it on TV for about a month. Though. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he had that. Then he had the NXT title. He lost it. Very next championship defense against Adam Cole. It's like the, the guy's been there long enough, paid his dues. He's the face of NXT, essentially. You know, let him have his run. And it's more specifically let Candace get her shine going forward. And whatever match is going to be, is probably going to be dope because both of their matches equally could have stolen the show at TakeOver last month. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good with that. See, now, exactly what you said there is why I'm not sold on Johnny winning. Now, I will agree, Candace. And it's not just this push and all that shit. It's Indy Hartwell as the added caveat and her assistance to Candace going into that match eo has been champion for a very long time i do think it's time to get that belt off eo 
um, and do whatever they're going to do with her after this, whether it's a feud with Ember or a feud with Tony, uh, leading one of them to that spot. But I, I think it's time to get the belt off EO, put it on Candice with Indy there. But seeing as Candice is now the focus, I don't know if Johnny's going to walk away with that title. I will say this. I want Johnny to walk away. And the reason I want Johnny to walk away is because I don't think that Damian Priest got the fair shake at being a babyface champion. I want to see him chase Johnny to get his belt back and let him play that Kevin Nash kind of cool, big, sexy role as a babyface from WCW. I think he'd do that very well going after Johnny Gargano as a babyface. Um, because he won it in that after Keith Lee let it go, he won it. And then his opponents since then, they put on good matches, but there haven't really been good feuds. And that's the big problem I've had with NXT is the championship title scene has just kind of been eh, for yeah. just about everyone except for the women. And even the women, it, it's good, but it hasn't been great. So we need some more of that. So put it on Johnny. Let them be the power couple. Let Priest chase Johnny as a baby face and let Candice with the caveat of Indy Hartwell backing her up and wherever they're going to go with that run with that women's title. That's true. Got to unmute yourself. I am on mute. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm with y'all on that, especially Matt's, uh, you know, have, have Damian Priest chase. And that seems to be the, the, the typical default NXT formula, uh, seeing as how it is ran by a guy who was a heel champion being chased by baby faces, his whole run on top. So it's, it's pretty much what they lean on. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to that, honestly. Um, did it with Adam Cole, did it with Shayna Baszler, just having baby faces chase after the heel champ. So that's what we're about to get here. And I, I can't wait. And, it should be fun. And we all know that Triple H has a considerable fondness for his heel champions. So, I mean, this this was always going to be the end game at some point in time. He, he repeated exactly what I said. It just less words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Hey, man, this is a... Oh, Matt, what you got to say? I was going to say, Undertaker, Triple H, another great trilogy. I was going to mention that, but, but I'm like... They don't know. acknowledge the first one, though. Which yeah. drives me crazy because... I, I love, love the first match. one. 17, Undertaker, Triple H, banger of a match. And they don't acknowledge that one. They act like that it's, one doesn't exist to, to, to push the, the other two. And I hate that. Why do you retcon that match so much? This is supposed to be the 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 best WrestleMania all time. And you act like the Undertaker and Triple H. Don't didn't happen. If Come not on, for, if not for Rock and Stone Cold closing the show, that's match of the night. Mm-hmm. With, in, in, it's massive wide, tonight. wide margin. It's second well, match of the night for me. I'm about to say not wide margin, but you know, because you had TLC on that match. Yeah, TLC but, is match right. of the night. Yeah. And then second match of the night is that one. And then third, I would put the main event. Yeah. Gimmick Battle Royal ruins the show for me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fun fact. We gotta do a WrestleMania bracket now that I think about it. And I think it's I think next is it next year when Iron Sheik finally makes it to the ring? I think, I is think it? it is. Cause, I gotta uh, go who watch it now. Who wasn't on commentary? It's like by the time Heenan? she gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 37. Yeah, I think it was Heenan. Yeah. So I think next year. <laughs> next and if they year, don't capitalize on that and have Iron Sheik come down, they got to. I'm gonna be oh disappointed. Yeah. They, they have to. I feel like when they, they do little subtle things sometimes, like little, little subtle references that only the hardcore fans will get, and it pops everybody. So they got to do that, especially at Mania, especially if like they have it at at, at the uh, the Ram Stadium. 
like it's supposed to be. I'm about to say if we if we still gotta like not have fans at that point, then something creative like that to at least pop the crowd. Yeah, would be dope. You gotta watch Iron Sheik though, because he'll come out there with some "Hey, Baba, go fuck yourself." Go fuck yourself, Hulk. He's got, so did y'all peep how they were really like late on on the the blurs when they tried mm-hmm. when they were cursing? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just let him cuss, man. It's, hey, I'm like, it's, it's on your network. It's technically a pay per view. Oh, yeah. Speaking so, of network, to get ready for this pay per view, I went and watched my boy Alistair Black's best stuff from Progress Wrestling. They bleep nothing in there. The crowd is chanting "Fuck him up, Alistair! Fuck him up!" the entire time he's in the ring. For uh, the majority of the matches, no bleeps, no censoring, no nothing. That's the same well, with one night stand. They don't censor anything. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Like they don't blurt none of that out. So it's like it's kind of difficult to mute crowds is, too. Right. So it's like if this is technically a pay per view too, they wouldn't blurt that out if this was like on, on on network TV. I was gonna say if they can, so why? If they can pipe in all those boos and shit for the fucking uh, Jey Uso. Roman Reigns match, they can change the audio track to get rid of fuck him up, Alistair, fuck him up. Yeah. If they really wanted to. That's right. Mm. Keep it uncensored. I uh, keep it uncensored. I know yeah. I'm with you. I keep it uncensored. Yeah. Don't censor. If it's that not shit. on USA or Fox, who gives a shit? Especially on Fox. Like Fox, that's a whole other animal. You you gotta make sure you you miss you miss one you miss one censor on there. That's not something that's not supposed to be said. You getting fired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting fired. Yeah. Hey, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. If you made it this far, uh, you know, some people probably tuned out when they heard Impact Wrestling. But <laughs> don't be like that. They are good now. They've been good for about a year. Start watching it. Uh, I am TC Fontaine. My guy, Reek Havoc, Matt Raider. Matt, let us know where they can find you at. We are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. That is right. You guys can go to pornhub.com slash user slash creation world and you will find all of the creation world videos including the smack raw podcast there if you don't want to do that link tree slash creation world will get you the youtube the Pornhub, the merch store the patreon all that good shit if you're more of an audio podcast listener link tree slash smack and raw will give you all the places you can go listen to us on audio we took a page out of my friend tc and reek havoc's book we did a mock draft for our last episode, we didn't do our normal coverage. We did the mock draft. So please go check out that mock draft. Let me know what you guys think. Who had the best roster? I know Reek thinks I had the best women's roster, and I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, go check that out and let us know. Uh, please, if you are a fan of TC, ignore Travis's slander. Um, <laughs> I can't mute him. I don't have that power, but if I could, I would. Um, but, yeah, no, it's all good shit, so please go check that shit out. Indeed, man. That's Creation World. C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. I shouldn't promote it, but I'm not petty like some people, so I did. Uh, Reek. Well, look. Well, look. Smacking the Raw is now must-listen or must-see TV at this point, because now we got to hear the response from Travis. <laughs> Reek. But, uh, yeah. Plug your socials, y'all can, man. Y'all can find me at Havoc 24 on Instagram, Twitter, and also... Go check out the Havoc Hour on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your still podcast. Ain't, we still ain't had that celebration. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna do that. I, I gotta get on it this week. Um, we might, we might as well wait, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm working overnight, so we gotta. I'm probably gonna be off the weekends, so we're gonna set up like one of those days. We'll link up and do it. 
Um, you know, we, we I'm not gonna wait, do the whole know, show with it because we got other topics to hit. But uh, we, I'm yeah, gonna give like we, we, we don't gotta do the whole show, Reek. But what you mean, bro? <laughs> we, we don't gotta do Lakers the whole show, but we gotta possibly make some room. Well, to, no, no, no. I'm saying like I'm gonna get like the to first, celebrate the, the Lakers and Dodgers. Oh yeah, well Cause, yeah, because okay. because the Dodgers up three two now in the World Series. Just need one more. Okay, all right. So yeah, I'm gonna give like the first few minutes. I was gonna say like just keep that off to. You know, you, you, you talk all your, you know, I know you're going to have your, you know, your rants and your celebratory, you know, speeches and all that good stuff. You know, I'll get a panel together. I'll see if Vince wants to come on and everything like that. Y'all get your stuff out the way and then we'll jump to some other topics. I got to ask a question. Um, and if you guys enjoy what's about to happen, this is why you should go listen to our podcast. I'm looking behind you, TC, and I see the purple bedspread and you know, the Lakers stuff and the flag and all that. So when you, when you've got a lady over and you know, you're driving, you're driving up the middle of the lane, when you finish, do you yell Kobe? Nah, no. <laughs> never yeah. thought about it. From now I, on, I, I just, I just put this on two weeks ago. I'm just saying you got everything there. It's all set up. So, you know, when you're making that drive for the layup, just Kobe. I'm just saying, would you? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, this this would be the perfect. I mean, in, in in memory, you know what I'm saying. I think Kobe would. Just saying. No, nah, I'm I'm a, I'm reserving for 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 trash can uh, receptacles only. <laughs> <laughs> well, with not nah, in mind. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Follow Young Kings Wrestling at YK Wrestling everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You know, I got hit with I got hit with a uh, an intellectual property violation on Facebook. Wait, what? For some of my own content, actually, and I wasn't able to appeal it. I was like, how? How, how does that happen? So I feel like Travis went to our page and just reported a whole bunch of shit. So. I will say did that there is no way it was Travis because that would take effort and Travis would not put that kind of effort into (laughs) anything. That would take a lot of effort. I don't know, man. But uh other two should be should be good. Go ahead, follow us on there. Uh follow me on Instagram at tc.fontaine and check out those Black Lives Matter shirts at ykwrestling.com. Real quick, uh Matt, did we ever find out if Jada Fire was the one that had that that Video removed. Hey, can you? Hey, go go ahead. Talk about this on Matt's show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this, we we got too many references here, Reek. This this is a family friendly show. God damn! I didn't even do it. I didn't even do it. I stopped myself. Never mind. I didn't know we were categorized as a family friendly. My bad. We're not, (laughs) but it's just my my excuse to not talk about this right now. We just we 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 had this uh, thing. Apparently, Travis found out that Jada Fire had blocked him for something. I I saw that. I watched that episode. Yeah, real well. I I actually watched episodes of their show, and we appreciate it. Mostly me. He deserved it apparently, because unlike Travis, who said (laughs) he wants you to eat, just not at his table. I welcome you to my table. You you come eat at my table. We'll eat together. I'll share. We're good. HWBIC. Right. The warden. Hey, we all been blocked by people unknowingly before. Yeah. It happens. Yep. Sometimes you get blocked by the best wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. 
I, I told you, you knew that's what, how you gonna make fun of this man's lazy eye? Like, come on. They made fun <laughs> of his eye on TV. That, that, that's Steph though, like, come on. This should, this should give fans free reign to make a little joke. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was the, the Kevin Nash tweet that I retweeted from 2011. I, I guess I retweeted it one too many times and he didn't like it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we, we, we out of here, man. Thank you for listening. We go. No, no, come on. Damn it. Yo, yo. damn it. Oh, my goodness.